probably like a spirit leader, something like that, for lack of a better term, go down into that like kind of temple-esque thing and crawl down in. And then they have to act like dogs. It was weird. It was random. It was unexpected. But I understand like that's not correct at all. I don't understand what was going on there. But... Welcome to the What's Up Ready podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate your help going on the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. You can also sign up for our newsletter where we send out exclusive content and updates. You can pick up some sweet, sweet merch and also interact with us, which we love. The question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie. To help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing The Northman. It was released April 22nd, 2022. It was written by Sion and Robert Eggers. It was directed by Robert Eggers. It stars Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Clias Bang, Nicole Kidman, Gustav Lind, Ethan Hawke, and Willem Dafoe. An action-packed epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast. Go over to our YouTube channel, check out our spoiler free review to see if you should even watch this movie. If you've already seen it, you're getting ready, you know you're going to go see it, go check this movie out now. Come back after you've seen it. Pick up where you left off because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. JJ, can I speak? Because our audience, now that we're in podcast mode, could not (laughs) see what I was doing with my head. As JJ was going through his long-winded spiel there, I wanted to save you all. I was shaking my head. Don't watch this movie. As I've said in the spoiler free, save yourself some time. And I wanted to rebut part of the summary from IMDb or wherever we got that from. This is not an action packed movie, ladies and gentlemen. There is action and there are parts that are well done. Absolutely. The action that is there, I liked it. Is there enough of it? Absolutely not. This is not an action-packed movie. This is a movie with some action that packs in a lot of time that you have to sit through to get to action. This is a good way to open up because it kind of leads into a topic that you brought up anyway, Mattson, and that is this movie feels kind of random, at least to you. Yeah. Talk to you about what, what you mean by that. I mean, Alex said, Alex brings up a very valid point. One thing I will say about this movie, they do not shy away from and probably do a very good job is getting into the kind of Norse Viking lore, history, religion, things that I knew some of this, but don't know it to the level and detail that is going on. Like, I mean, there's so many different pockets of what can be perceived to be randomness. And a lot of that for me comes around the religious aspects of their traditions with when in this movie, towards the beginning, when the father and son go to visit William Defoe's character, which is like probably like a spirit leader, something like that for lack of a better term, go down into that like kind of temple-esque thing and crawl down in. And then they have to act like dogs. It was weird. It was random. It was unexpected, but I understand like, that's not correct at all. I don't understand what was going on there, but, but I get that they're trying to tap into some aspects of it. There was the, the dancing around the fire when he's the boy is older and they're acting like wolves and they need to be wolves for the fight. That one I could understand more, get in the mindset of needing to kill your fellow neighbor. But then there's like the, the witch with the eyes that you can't see that's making some prophecy. And then the Valkyrie scene, the night blade where he thinks he's fighting the this old decrepit corpse 
that has this beautiful blade that no one's ever stolen before that's been there for a while. All these interesting, these things that get put in, it's kind of at times feels random, but I guess if you're a Viking, it's like a Saturday afternoon for you. So it's just, I don't know. At times felt disjointed and some of those things felt maybe a little bit forced, but also that's their culture. It just at times took me out of what the story was trying to do for me and made things feel much longer than necessarily they needed to be where I wanted more action and more fighting because when they did have that, it was very good. Except maybe for the end when they were fighting without clothes on and yeah dude you don't want to be fighting with clothes on in the middle of a volcano not even a loincloth like shit will catch on fire real quick yeah i mean i gotta keep my thing like locked in the place i don't want that swinging about (laughs) funny enough they digitally so they were wearing i guess these like bikini bottoms when they filmed that and they digitally Mm -hmm. introduced the penis and balls that you can see like briefly swinging around in the fight. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. They That's added so it in after stupid. the fight. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, they were looking for an in true Robert Eggers fashion, like historical accuracy, like in that situation, you wouldn't fight with clothes on because again, it would catch on fire. Like that's one thing about lava, things like that. Like shit just spontaneous. It's so hot in the area. But I don't know why you'd go fight there anyway, because you'd fucking die of gates of hell. They couldn't yeah. even breathe, dude. Well, there was so much smoke in there. You would inhale so much sulfur and things like that that you probably wouldn't be able to fight to begin with. Well, and after our main character got stabbed literally like seven times and he's <laughs> breathing out of his shoulder and he's got smoke <laughs> going in like the dude's dead before he gets there. Yeah, but that lacks the drama that we need for that particular moment. <laughs> it felt, yeah, that I there were some things that I was like, oh boy. That and he gets up and swings with a half chopped off arm. I think that I was I had more problem with that <laughs> than I did with him getting stabbed with that little blade. Oh, yeah, Taylor at that point she was like, What arm did he swing with? I thought I was like, I don't know. Like that arm was pretty cut, like real bad. <laughs> yeah. Like he got up and swung with one, that one arm that was okay. But then he added in the one that almost, and I was like, no, I'm not okay with that. Even though he only did it once before it, but I was like, Ooh, that arm. Cause they, the makeup and the cut that his uncle gave him on that. I was like, damn, that's deep. So when he got up and started swinging, I'm like, dude, that guy doesn't even have a bicep muscle right now that's attached. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> so I did have a problem with that. But other than that, like, I, I could look past a lot of it because the drama was fun and the violence was. And that leads me to the next point of uh, actually, Alec, you had a rebuttal you wanted to throw in there. I did to help Matson better understand the blind witch. <sighs> she is Rafiki from The Lion King. Uh-huh. Which is also another Hamlet (laughs) retelling. Did she exist or how did she disappear? That was some of the hard parts where they tried to make it real, but then there was parts where it was like, well, is this happening in the mind or is this actually real? Or sometimes that confused me. I'm not a witch. I have no idea. So one thing about the Nordic, and I will throw this because the question did come up as far as, and we talked about it, the Nordic religions and things like that. One thing about Nordic religions that a lot of people don't know is they got high a lot for religion stuff. Like, and you see that moment where in the beginning when he goes down with his dad and they're acting like wolves and they drink that water that was steeped in. And then you see Mm -hmm. later on, 
Anya Taylor-Joy's character throws in the mushrooms or whatever and gets the whole village all fucked up out of their head. Well, that actually happens a lot in Nordic religions. They used to get it's very similar to the indigenous American people where they have their different things that get them high, which to them give them more of an spiritual experience and allow them to get in touch with the gods and things like that. So most likely those are fever dreams based on his adrenaline after a big battle, which he had had that led right before seeing Bjork as a witch, tell him to go back and claim his, his land. And then now it doesn't show them getting high or anything like that, but a lot of times the fever dreams and they got high so much that that shit was just kind of there. So I think that's why it was leaning into that, that and he's a little crazy and it really kind of changes one little thing where you talk about Hamlet and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, that changes this whole story for me because in the story of Hamlet, like he plays crazy. He doesn't run away. He gets sent away because he's nut. He plays nuts so that his uncle won't kill him because he's crazy. So they send him to England instead. And he's, so that makes a little more sense where they're playing into him being bonkers, which we see the guy's a little nuts. So that whole, the Nordic religion, I thought they did a great job. I did do a little research on that where they showed a lot of the things that are there. They did believe when they went into battles that they transformed into animal versions of themselves. Yeah, berserkers and bears and wolves. And so, and they didn't come out of it until their bloodlust was sated. Which I thought was funny because it had them all just kind of like chilling like (sighs) afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it was just so interesting to me and it leans into the you know another thing which we talk about is the violence of this movie man when it's violent it's utterly and epically violent and i you know you mentioned it alec in the spoiler free that we've watered down a lot of these nordic slash viking stories and to where yes there's a lot of fighting and they're violent people but they're not in movies and TV and stories that we tell in modern day, they're not as violent as they were back then. Like, like there's a moment that Alec, you brought up too in, in our topics list that they put all these kids and these women in this barn and they burn them. Yeah. I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion because I'm a bit of a g- degenerate. So when I saw this, I was like, Oh yeah, that makes total sense because they're here on a raid, they're on campaign, their primary goal was, you know, treasure and slaves. They're sending these slaves off to all corners of, you know, different settlements that they have. And you're kind of going to get only a few seasons work out of slaves. That's the point, get your return of investment. And, you know, kids aren't really going to do much except eat food and take up space. So I wanted to see if you guys had any other options, because I was like, oh yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Just get rid of the kids. They probably saw it as a little bit of a mercy, you know, forcing them to like starve to death, just toss them all in the barn, right on fire. It made sense to me. I honestly thought, I mean, I'm glad they didn't show it, but they kind of alluded to it here and there that, I mean, it's all about raping and pillaging. And I'm sure a lot of that happened as well. They kind of alluded to a little bit of the, the raping side of it. I'm glad they didn't lean into that. I don't need to see that on screen, but it felt on brand. Well, that and the Nordic peoples a lot, especially the Viking time frame they didn't crossbreed with clans and things like that as well so they didn't leave people alive unless they were going to be slaves in which case 
because then there was the temptation of crossbreed of someone falling in love with these kids and doing this, that, or the other and taking them in. And that was just, wasn't done back then. They worked to keep their clan bloodlines pure because they believed that if you did went the other way around, it, it watered that down and, and made it a problem. So it was very believable, very violent, probably very true to life more than we want to think about back then. But yeah, definitely. I love the beginning of that fight. Like, and they showed it in the trailer. It was one of those moments, but it was even cooler in action. Like when he catches that spear, like I'll just all of us, and you can barely see it happen. The dude throws the spear. He stands up. You're like, what's he? Oh shit. He just caught that. And then throws it back and thumps the dude. Like that shit was dope as fuck. Like, <laughs> it's like, what a badass. But that's, I think what they really show with this guy is he has become just like a brutal, efficient killing machine throughout his life, which I just really enjoyed watching that in action. He was very one single-minded. I'm here to learn how to kill and to just kill and and hate. Didn't see enough of it. Yeah. See, and I was okay with what we did. Has John Wick ever caught a spear? (laughs) Yeah, we could have seen more of it. Then he went to play little farmer boy in Iceland and it just took forever to do anything at that point. Well, then he was doing the subterfuge stuff. Yeah, but he did yeah. have the headbutt kill at that point. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have started a list of uh, <laughs> top ways I don't want to die. Yeah. You kind of see, I was really ambitious here when I started the title and ran out of room at the end. But, yeah. uh, headbutt to death is right there on the top of the list. Yeah. Like, Dude, what was that bro, game they played? The was, first version of field hockey. Yeah, I was just saying, it's like a super <laughs> violent fucking field hockey. A mixture of like rugby meets field hockey meets death. And it looks like if you play, you can't get out of it because that son of the king or whatever, he was going to die until he was saved. Forgive because I'm going to fuck this up because I don't speak Nordic. Uh, Natalakir, it basically literally translated means ball game. (laughs) And the rules are just as vague. Basically, it's hit the stick with a ball. (laughs) But yeah, it's... I love Vikings so much more. I'm telling you, that shit's great. But yeah, like that's the name of the... It's K-N-A-T-T-L-E-I-K-R is the name of the game. Alec, would you put on that list that the little boy had died from being... Because like originally, the guy was going to take his club and smash the ball Dude, that was like straight face. out of croquet. I know, that that's guy, what I was thinking. The wicked that... <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been on the list. I was Absolutely. like, that's violent croquet. Like, that's crazy. I was waiting for him to put his foot on the ball. and <laughs> I was going to hit the ball with my stick, but JJ's face was in the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I just hit his face instead and then went after the ball. <laughs> exactly. It's one. I just love that it started with like 12 people on the field and it ended with two. Yeah. Because <laughs> people were dying or getting broken. Yeah, that shit was also, funny. Also, that so. other guy was huge. And oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure our main character probably would have died because that dude was ripped. Yeah. He was very Is that much. the guy who plays the mountain in Game of Thrones? It is, actually. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks familiar. Yep, that is who that was. Just with long hair and a beard. Yeah. But yeah, he's a monstrous human being. You know, it's funny. I have a note on here to talk about the story. And it... I had no clue. So Alec educated me in the spoiler free that this is the origin story of Hamlet. 
which I mean, I know Hamlet inside and out. So how I didn't fucking put these two things together, I'll never know. But I mean, it's stupid, even down to his dad's name. I mean, I'm like, you said that and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, cause his dad, that's the dad. And oh my God, I'm stupid. Anyway. So yeah, like ignore my saying that I am like the, I'm really Hamlet. Cause I would have known, but anyway, I found the story very interesting, albeit very common, right? The whole revenge hero's journey type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I also found it very interesting. And I think I liked for me, the way that it, ended where removing now the fact that Hamlet is involved in this because it changes how I look at it. But because the other thing to think about it, and it's just like where we talked about these kids getting burned, like these Vikings, they're not, his uncle's not going to leave this shit alone. You just slaughtered his oldest son. And And his youngest son. Well, at that point he hadn't yet. Right. So at that point it was just his (laughs) oldest son, but he's leaving and he finds out that, you know, this woman that he's been with, this other slave woman is pregnant with his kids and he knows he has to go back and kill his uncle or, and it's the rest of these people or they're going to hunt them for the rest of their lives. And he can't have that. So I was very torn. Stay in Iceland and they can leave. And I thought that I was like, yeah, but why would they come looking for you? But that's why would he go back? Right? Like he had a pretty good setup, but they did things like that back then. Like their honor, and their family, like the revenge piece of it, because again, they thought they were animals. They in their violent side. And so they would have. And I, I firmly believe that the uncle, based on the oldest son dying, would have come back to try to find Amleth and his kids and his family. And because they ruined what little he did have after getting his ass beat. So I found it very I found the ending very interesting, like how that whole you know, we go through this big journey with this guy. I mean, I didn't love that he died at the end, but at the same time, like, I I'm glad it. you brought that up, JJ, because that's where my joke comes in. I turned to Oshi while we were watching this. I was like, typical man shows up, knocks up a chick, finds out she's pregnant, jumps over the side of the boat to go die. <laughs> Hit it and quit it. So that's how well that joke went over. I bet. Well, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not an act. Am I wrong? No, Am I wrong? No, no, you're not. Unfortunately, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is, is it's like jumps over the side of the boat, claiming to be doing it for honor's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must do the so, honorable thing <laughs> and yeah. leave you alone with my children. Exactly. That was the point where I was like, this movie is too long because I got pulled out enough to make that joke. Yeah. And and that's the last thing I wanted to talk about was the length of this movie. I know it's been mentioned a few times, but this is another one. And look, Hamlet is one of like the longest plays on record. So, I mean, Hamlet's long as fuck, but Hamlet tells this story far better than this movie did. Two hours and 17 minutes. it, It was too much. I think two hours, but I think a lot of what really got me was the unnecessary, strange shit, right? So I don't need the whole sword that he can't unsheath in the daytime. That shit was weird. Yeah. Just make it so that it makes more sense to kill everybody at night and we're fine. You know what I mean? Like I didn't need. Well, and the guy that he found that told him that cave, I'm like, 
how did he even get to that guy and like the sword? Where I don't know that that the whole story was just a little weird to me. Yeah, that guy was a shaman, and that was just an excuse to have Daddy Skarsgård because that yeah. was Alexander's dad. That was Stellan Skarsgård that played that part, and that felt like as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh fuck, this is just an excuse to have Stellan in this movie with his son. It was unnecessary, and and like I was okay with him. And that whole, but I, just tell him he's got to kill people at night. Like, and then I don't have to have him go fight with this weird dragger to get the sword that won't unsheath for anyone during the day, which doesn't add anything to the story. Like I, in fact, it was really weird when the guy, they tried to play the comedy with the, the soldier trying to unsheath it during the day and like screaming. Cause it wouldn't after they beat his ass. I'm like, I just don't, it was so unnecessary. Well, the, then it took me out because I'm like, well, this movie is very realistic, but then they're showing me a, a sword that can't be unsheathed. I'm like, well, that's just not possible. So I don't, it conflicted to me there. Yeah, no. And I agree. That's one of the, and I think that's where the length came from is they were adding all these mystical elements that made sense to a degree because of the fact that we're talking about Vikings, but they took it too far, in my opinion. I'm fine with him getting high, going to see shamans, getting having some weird things happen because that's what they did based in their religion. But then adding in the mystical elements like the sword and the the different things like that. That just and then like the ghost, like I said, the dragger fighting him with the fucking sword. I don't need all that because it doesn't add to the story. We already know they're a little cuckoo. We know he's been drugged up a few times to, and he's got all these visions and things like that. That's great. But I don't need these weird elements that don't add to the story. And I think if you cut a lot of those out, you have a much shorter movie and therefore have a better movie in my opinion. Cause like I said, it, it did drag. It did drag, especially near the end. Uh, I have one last thing I want to say. Yeah. As a, uh, fearless member of AMC in the countless times I've now seen the promo with Nicole Kidman. Man, did she look like she had aged a hot minute in this movie with like the fire flames on her face. I remember turning on Taylor. I was like, see, she is human. (laughs) (laughs) Human with makeup. That's for sure. Because in that AMC one, man, she looks like she's like a cyborg robotic. I'm like, yeah, she's never aged a day in her life, but she did in this particular movie. And her character, like, I think she had a fine performance, but I I didn't really... I mean, it was a cold, bitter, sad relationship. And I guess that's what it was. And the twist with her being branded and she was a slave. I guess I didn't see it coming, but it didn't, it wasn't like a big reveal to me. I didn't really care about her character, to be completely honest. It hurt the, that relationship wasn't impactful for me. I wanted to ask, so did she, was she laughing in the scene where she was being taken away on over the shoulder, being carried away when the, our main character was a boy? Cause she said she was laughing, but he was like, no, you were crying. And I was like, man, I wish I would remember if she was laughing. I, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, I was just going to say, it's one of those scenes where it's like an interpretation thing. So like he is seeing, you know, bodies that are flying over the castle wall. He's seen his, he just seen his dad die. He's probably thinking she's screaming because that makes sense in his mind. But, you know, she's like, no, I was laughing and, you know, screaming and laughing do have some similarities when you hear them. So if you're expecting to hear screaming, you might hear screaming when in fact she was laughing. Yeah. 
Well, and that's one place where like Hamlet and, you know, all praise to William Shakespeare, but like Gertrude is very different because Gertrude's very, like, it's pretty obvious that there's some weird shit going on with Gertrude and they don't try to hide it, but she still has affection for her son, which doesn't seem to be that way at all in this version. No. And so she still has like, cause in, in Hamlet, she sends Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to try to cheer him up and shit, which by the way, that's going to be a movie. I'm going to force you two fuckers to watch, by the way, have you ever heard of the movie Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. You're watching that shit. Matson will hate, oh, will hate <laughs> the fuck out of it, but Quentin. it's, uh, it's funny as balls to me anyway, but yeah, so he, she has some affection for Hamlet in the play. Whereas in this, it just felt like she just didn't. In fact, she, loathed she ordered him, the right? hit yeah, on the guy. Hated this kid. And so it just was like, it was really odd. I didn't like that transition. And then like the weird, her kissing him thing. I, oh. It just, the whole fucking thing was weird. Like I, it, that their whole, this is again, it felt like here's a reason that we get to bring in this A-list Everybody knows her. Nicole Kidman can come in and be part of the reason that people come watch this movie versus adding value to the movie. And so I think to me that was because the character didn't add anything to this movie. Like she could have been a bit part that didn't matter to me because the uncle, Clias Bang, the guy that played the uncle was Fjolnir. Yeah, Fjolnir was amazing, as was Alexander Skarsgård. When the acting was great in this movie, it was phenomenal. I just felt like they just overloaded it with some actors that didn't need to be there in order to say we had them in there. So, There is one interaction that I liked between Nicole Kidman and the little kid. It was like right at the beginning where he runs and he's like, dad's home, dad's home. And she's like, gets after him for getting in her chambers. Yeah. And so I didn't think of anything at the beginning type of a deal. But after it came out, like, no, I hated your dad. I hated you. I was oh, now that makes sense. Um, she was probably hiding the brand and wanted to see the slave band that she had, but I was like, Oh, huh, yeah. So there wasn't really any affection there. <laughs> yeah. They did give you hints towards it from the beginning. So I didn't see it coming, but after the fact, I was like, Oh, okay. Oh yeah. See, I saw it coming. Like that was one of the things like, I was like, Oh, she has no problem. Like she's not in this marriage because she was forced to be like, that wasn't ever a thing for me. So it didn't surprise me when that whole dropped. I just didn't like the way that they talked about it. And the fact that she turned on him as her son, like I'd have been fine if she's like, no, I like where I'm at. And I like being with Fjolnir and you should come be part of the clan. Right. Like that would have made more sense to me than her hating him too. And trying to have him killed and their kids. I, that part, it just felt forced. So anyway, all right, any final thoughts on the Northman? Matson's been done for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matson, let's have you get out your uh, your rating of the Northman. Man. Uh, 1.5. 1.5. For all the reasons you talked other about. things I don't like about this movie. Too long, kind of weird, kooky, not enough action. Slow, go see something else. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I liked a lot of it. I didn't like some of it. Visually, we didn't talk about the visuals. Visually, this movie was pretty stunning. Like, it was visually pretty cool. A lot of the special grassy hills. Yeah. 
<laughs> Come on now. Like that's the, Iceland. Yeah, that's Iceland. <laughs> well, that like the vision stuff, like whenever they were high, like some of that shit was cool. Like the effects when he was fighting the jogger, even though I didn't feel like that part was necessary. It was kind of a cool fight. That guy looked pretty cool. And then like the end when they're going up to Valhalla, like that shit looked pretty cool. There were some pretty cool visuals. The hot tub. I just wanted to go sit in that fucking hot spring that he and what's her face were in near the end there. Like I was like, damn, I want to go hang out in that. Cause like scenery was beautiful. Anyway, visually I thought the movie was cool. I liked the story. I liked the violence. I liked how violent they let it be. I liked the fact that they didn't hold back from, I also, and I brought it up in the spoiler free. I liked the fact that he saved the girl by getting his ass beat. It wasn't that he went down there and just murdered a bunch of guys. He was fighting them with an unsheathed or a sheathed sword. So it's not like he had an easy time killing them. He killed a couple. They were able to get up and beat his ass, but she got away, which was the point of it, right? And a lot of times in a movie like this, like if we were watching Gladiator, he'd have killed everybody and they both would have got away. So I really liked that there was some grounding in reality, even as weird as this fucking movie got at points. <laughs> But it wasn't because in real reality, he would have been able to chop their limbs off with a sword that came out of its sheath. So well, that is so Which stupid. is why it couldn't, because they wanted yeah. this realistic ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they wanted this shit to be weird and go. plot armor, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> <They laughs> needed- he was tripping out on whatever mushroom he was on. He's like, I can't take my sword out. Hit him with the scabbard. <laughs> stupid. Oh, shit. They needed that extra 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. So... I did like a lot of this movie. I didn't like probably an equal amount of this movie. So for me, it was around an average movie. I think there's things that would, that are worth watching, but it's again, it's one that's worth watching clips. I don't know that it's worth sitting down and watching the full two hours and 20 minutes long, but two and a half for me, I would never sit down and watch this full movie again, but I would watch parts of it. Alec, bring us home. I'm with you, JJ, two and a half middle of the road movie. I like the points you brought up about just like the, kind of the fact that they were high most of the time during their visions, probably how we know which mushrooms to eat and which mushrooms not to eat. <laughs> Cause they took legit notes about what kind of uh, visions you could have mm-hmm. by eating said mushrooms. But I enjoyed the realist factor at times. And it was just kind of a real gritty down to earth movie. I blame the TV show Vikings for that, for starting this kind of trend of really kind of getting down to the roots instead of a more <coughs> glamorized version of the Nordic stories. Um, so I was appreciative of that. I'll watch it again. I won't watch it frequently, but I will sit down and watch it again. Alexander Skarsgård, great actor. But yeah, so three for me. I enjoyed it. I'll definitely watch it again, but probably not for a little while. Three or two and a half. Sorry, two and a half. My bad. No, no, no. We just want to make sure we have our recording straight. Yeah, um, he was he was on shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I got in my uh, my what's our verdict mug here? Oh yeah, mushroom juice. I wish I'd never be able to finish the podcast though. So a couple of two and a half, so one and a half. I will say for like the two minutes he's in this movie, freaking as always, my man, freaking Willem, Willem Dafoe, is amazing i love willem Scary. that guy is just creepy as fuck in everything he does but i love him like i just want to hang out with that guy because you watch him do interviews and i'm like he would be so fun to just hang out drink a beer and talk to he's like the sweetest nicest dude in interviews like in real life and then in every character he plays he's this creepy fucking weird old man it's just like 
so interesting. Anyway, I love Willem Dafoe. So there it is. Two and a half, one and a half. It's an interesting movie. Divisive. It's interesting. We haven't had one that we've disagreed that widely in a minute. So it's fun. At least this group of three anyway. So (laughs) there it is. Screw this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Matson, tell them where they can find us. You can find us on whatsourverdict.com to see what's upcoming. Again, some some bigger blockbuster-type movies, Top Gun, Doctor Strange, Jurassic Park, to name a few that are upcoming. We're excited all about that. Check us out at What's Our Verdict on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What's Our Verdict on YouTube for our spoiler freeze, especially, so you can understand if you should be spending some time on this movie. And... Trying to think, oh yeah, wherever you want to listen to good podcasts, we can be found. Whether What's Our Verdict for our movies or What's Our Verdict TV for our TV shows. And we've got a lot of those ongoing right now with Moon Knight, Obi-Wan's coming up, The Boys, Stranger Things. Going to be hitting the books hard there, so it's going to be fun. Definitely. Uh, Speaking of coming up next week, you will be able to listen to us talk about The Bad Guys, the animated film. And then also coming up, yeah, the third... You can hear, just like Matt was talking about, our next review of Moon Knight, uh, episode five. So tune in for those. It'll be fun. We enjoy it. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to listen to this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.